Oh, hey there. Hey, Howard. Well, we're at it again, aren't we? Back at it again. Remember Damn Daniel? Remember that? Who? Damn Daniel, that who's, meme. No, who's that? It's uh, like a video. You know what I'm talking about. I do not know the meme Damn Daniel. I know Bagel Boss. Wait, what's Bagel Boss? Bagel Boss was the guy who was like just yelling at people in the uh, bagel store. Going, that short king that yeah. was like, people won't fuck me because I'm teeny? Yeah, women, yeah, they go, women say I'm no good or whatever. <laughs> like, Nobody said that here. No, they say it. They say it on dating sites. <laughs> well, I've, okay, counterpoint to that though. I got two words for you. Tom Cruise. What about him? He's teeny as hell and he gets ass. Well, that's true. But, you know, actors. Mm-hmm. Most of them are, a lot of them. I mean, half of them are smaller fellas. Sure. Danny DeVito, he's an actor and he's tiny. Kaboom. Went to my dad's high school, Asbury Park High School in New Jersey. Really? At the same time as your dad? Uh, No, my dad went before him, laid the groundwork. Okay. And then uh, Springsteen lived down the block and then uh, DeVito came into the picture. Oh, so this is why you care about Bruce Springsteen living or dying is because you have a vested interest regionally. yeah, you could say. That. I mean, to make a long story short, yes, mm-hmm. but I was anti-Springsteen for most of my teens because my brother liked him, and okay. then I came around to him. But you know what? This isn't about Springsteen. It's, it's about, about Grift Horse. All right. <laughs> Great to see you again, Megan. Hey, always a pleasure, Howard. You know, uh, I know that you were just up in Hollister, your hometown. Yeah. Hollister, California. Welcome back to Los Angeles. Thank you so much. It feels great to be back. Uh, I'm sure you were hot on the grift trail when you were up there. I was trying to, you know, get some flipping going on. But, I mean, I regret to inform you, forgiving pause, yeah. which is the uh, thrift store that benefited, I don't know, animals in some regard right has closed oh they had the choices selection prices not great but when there's a sale wow good night irene so this is almost like when a mine shaft collapses or something like that you were busy digging gold out of there and now it's no longer around exactly or yeah when one of those uh things that mines oil stops yeah just the oil dries up stops pumping so that's always a sad day but we salute (laughs) what was it called forgiven for no forgiving pause for giving pause and the pause was p-a-w-s of course yeah forgiving pause um i don't always go to those mom and pops a lot of times i'll hit you know well, I actually haven't been hitting them in a while, but when I was hitting regularly, hmm. you know, I'll hit the mainstays. Sal. Army. Sal Army. Yeah. Oh, I hit that one in Gilroy, to be clear. Okay. Yeah. Goodwill, Sabres, Goodwill, organized. Goodwill's on my shit list, plus one, man. They've plus been one. increasing their prices in a, in a way that's unreasonable, like $7 for a pair of fucking used jeans what are you out of your goddamn mind yeah i can buy them new for cheaper yeah because you know we have slaves make our clothing anyway yeah so it's already you know less than seven dollars if you go to target probably hey it's theoretically i'm gonna mark it up (laughs) (laughs) i've already put in all the legwork literally hey so i found out something very interesting i had to do a little detective work okay 
Wait, but, so does that mean you went to Hollister's Wikipedia page, or what no, do you mean by that? No, no. So what happened was I saw a story, right? And yeah. it was it was these are the ten least educated cities in America. <laughs> Okay, I'm okay. listening. So I started to look at them, and I'm going to tell you that six of them, right off the bat, or six of them are in California. That is not surprising at all. Our public school system is atrocious. Okay, so what I did was I thought, where are these cities? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I started to Google Maps them and stuff. Yeah. Turns out these six cities form a <laughs> ring around Hollister, California. <laughs> No shit. Wait, what are the cities? Okay, tell me if you've heard of these. Visalia, Porterville. Yes. Uh, that was the number one most least educated city in all of America. Visalia is the... Okay, I can see that easily. Okay, so then number two is Texas. Number three was Texas. Number four, Bakersfield, California. Mm, yeah, I've spent some time in Bakersfield, sure. That's your southern neighbor. Yeah. Number five, Modesto, California. Spent some time in Modesto, too. They used to have a Barnes & Noble. And did you see the wall forming, the Great Wall of China forming around I can, your home city? I'm visualizing it now, yes. Number six, we all know this one, Salinas, California. That's where I was born, yes, Salinas, yeah. California. And isn't that also like Grapes of Wrath or something like that? Mm, Steinbeck country, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then number seven i mean these are this is not just california northern california these are this the is least the entire u.s country you're yeah. beating alabama and stuff with this <laughs> uh salinas was six seven stockton lodi oh boy yeah okay been to stockton then some shitburg in north carolina Who then cares? ocala florida which i dated a girl from there and then number 10 is fresno fresno sure yeah so i mean uh I'm telling you, if you Google map those in a circle, it's just a circle, and then in the middle of the circle, up to the top a little bit, is, is Hollister. So it's kind of, yeah, it's like it would be like a vortex. Yeah. So I guess Hollister would be the eye of the storm yeah. of shit. Which was so fascinating to me, because when you think about you as a fascinating character, which I do, mm -hmm. what conditions would create a Megan Beth Keister? And then you go, well, intelligence. Sure. Curiosity, mm -hmm. uh, out of the box thinking. Sure, yeah. But then you're surrounded. You're in a sea. You're an oasis in a sea of whoa. <laughs> Idiocy. Sure. Maybe an an educated But maybe you know, trying to fight that. I be I started grifting at a young age. Yeah. I'm talking high school, junior high school. Yeah. High school. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's a great environment. To try, right. you know, make the brain start wondering, how do I get out of here? Yeah, as quickly as possible. Yeah, like, and I left immediately after graduating high school. Right, I got out as soon as I could. In fact, I got an eight hundred and fifty-five dollars speeding ticket the day that I was allowed <laughs> to leave my house. I was leaving my house, and and like a hundred miles an hour wasn't fast enough. I was going like a hundred and ten or something. In what? What kind of vehicle? This was a Ford Fairmont. I didn't know they could go 120 miles an hour. They probably couldn't because I took that thing cross country and then it it broke down when I got to Austin and I, was, and I became a moped guy. Was it <laughs> was it like shaking like the space shuttle with shit flying off of it while you were driving? It was like shaking and then like you'd hear a noise and I once blew a transmission on my first car when I lived in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So I always had that fear that at any moment 
I could be driving along and just hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's over. The car's done. My first car, uh, the brakes went out driving through Hollister. Yeah. And I just heard a pop. Yeah. And then I just sort of looked and there was just a pool of liquid trailing me. Oh, wow. And then I couldn't stop. Was that all your brake fluid? Yes. Yeah. So I had to do the e-brake and then. Oh, shit. But I mean, you know. I had a 1968 Plymouth Barracuda. Okay. So, so it was like, th- was this is par for the course. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know. That's a damn cool a, car to... It mean, was it was very irresponsible to give a child that as their first car. Yeah, because it's it like... It's like a V8, had a Hemi in it. It needed the TLC and... And, yeah, but also, I mean, it it was... Uh, it's too, it's too much power, Howard. Too much right, power too for much a power. child who's gotcha. just like, you know, driving around egging Blockbuster and shit. Right. Which is what I was doing at the time. Did it roar? Did it go roar? Yes. Yeah. That's interesting that we both wind up in this uh, same circle of life and we both used to throw eggs at stuff. What do you throw eggs at? Uh, did I tell that one about throwing eggs at the house and college and stuff? No. So me and my friends that went out one night and my friends it was idea, hey, one of us will go up, knock on the door, run back to the car when the guy opens his door. We just, everybody pelts the uh, house with eggs and takes off. Was this a guy that you specifically had a vendetta no, against? full on random. Random guy. Yeah. So we did it. And yeah. it was my car. And then two weeks later, I get a call. It's my mom. How? Tell me the truth. <laughs> what? What? Were you throwing eggs at a guy's house? The guy, after we egged his house, he ran to his car and followed Followed us. you, sure. Got my license plate number and the car was registered to my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best grift of all. Oh, my mom was arrested for vandalism. <laughs> uh, what happened? Yeah. Just I had to admit I did it. It was just shame. There was no repercussions. There was no repercussions, so. I got caught egging a Mormon church. Whoa, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. they saw me and yeah. then they start. There's like a semi high speed chase starts ensuing around the area. You know, Hollister's you the streets. I was in the Barracuda. Yeah. Oh, so you got the power to get away from so the, I had the car. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they kept trailing my ass. So I finally pulled over like, all right, you guys got me. Driver gets out, starts walking to my front window. Then I peel out. Natch. Right. Yeah. But happened to be as I was going back home. The cops, I guess they, I mean, they, I didn't think about the fact that I was driving a forest green 1968 Plymouth Barracuda. It doesn't really like fit in yeah. in Hollister. Yep. So it was a very easy to spot car. So the cops pulled me over and uh, it happened to be at the time my mother and her now husband, Rodzilla, were coming back from a tool concert in San Jose. Wait a minute. Oh they happened my to be God. driving past seeing their child pull over on the side of the road. It was a whole. It was a whole thing. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's a, a fantastic moment. So they pull over and stopped and had to go. Hey, what's going on here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you know, escort me home, et cetera, et cetera. But the cool thing was, it was I have a you know I had a weekend dad. So the day after, it was dad's turn to watch me, basically, mm-hmm. right? Or, oh, you so know. you got away from the mom who? I got away from mom, and uh, I was supposed to go clean up the Mormon church, but my dad hates religion just in general. And so he's like, you're not going to fucking clean up that church. Nice. So that was pretty chucked. So th- I got to say, this is a revelation for me. You're rebelling against people 
that listen to Tool and are already are anti-establishment? <laughs> well, no, it's a, it's odd. Rodzilla actually is a piece of shit. Okay. But he likes Tool for some reason. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I saw him when I was in Hollister. He's wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Oh, geez. But he likes Tool. Oh, so he's twisting it and making it an alt-right? I have, I have absolutely or, no idea. I don't know. And uh, do you know that DiCaprio, they just... They just found out that, or no, Bieber. Bieber <laughs> just came out as a Tool fan. I didn't know that. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, like it was like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, <laughs> he tweeted that he liked Tool and then Maynard was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> He's in good company. Rodzilla, Bieber. Rodzilla. It's kind of the only people I've ever known who liked Tool. Uh, well, I do. With that much love. I mean, enough love okay. to tweet about it or go to the Shark Tank in San Jose about it, you know. Oh, what, and listen to them play Tool at hockey games? Oh, no, no Tool them. was doing, yeah, oh, it was concert. doing a concert at the Shark Tank. Well, I mean, Tool was hugely popular in Austin because they would sample Bill Hicks. Right. So. I'm fairly sure what, Rodzilla does not know who Bill Hicks is. Okay. Well, he was. He just liked the band. He liked, yeah. he liked the, the groove they were in. Like he just, yeah, I mean, yeah, he likes rock, you know, he likes rock and roll music. He used to have a band himself, actually. He was the drummer of a band called Rough Puppy. Rough Puppy? Rough Puppy. What's behind that name? I never asked. Actually, we we don't really talk much. You sure, it was pretty hostile guy. Got a puppy and <laughs> it was too. It was gnawing on some. I I think, sadly, it was R O U G H and not. You would think it'd be R U F F puppy. R- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like rough, like a dog, like rough puppy. Would it be just rough puppy. Uh, Rodzilla's ego too much if we name this episode rough puppy. I think Rodzilla would never find out about it. <laughs> so I don't think anything matters. That's good. But the thing, uh, I guess because uh, going back to the egging, apparently, you know, because it was a church, they considered it a hate crime. Oh, wow. So they took away my license, my driver's oh, license. But the thing is, they only physically took away my driver's license. They didn't cancel it in the system. Ah. So I looked it up and my license was still valid. So I just got a duplicate. Oh, okay. Now, look at that. Most kids would just be like, they took my license. I'm not allowed to drive. Mm-mm, not me. Research. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, my mother was constantly taking the keys to the car because I was always, you know, being shitty. Right. You just get them duplicated at Ace Hardware. I had them hidden all over the house. <laughs> Didn't matter how many times she took away the keys. There was always more. Did you act upset? What? When she would take away the keys? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Megan, I'm taking these keys. You can walk to your damn grips. <laughs> Did you uh, call her Debbie? I called, no, I think I started calling her Debbie post high school. And you know about how Eminem calls his mom Debbie, right? I just settled all my lawsuits. Fuck, Fuck you, Debbie. Debbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought about the connection. I guess we're, we're alike in more ways than I thought. You are. We're also pill addicts. Yeah, you and Debbie. Mm. I went to Eminem's boyhood home in Detroit. What's it like? It was the most <laughs> torn up block I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it was like, if you had to create a white guy that would be as good or better than most rappers, sure, that was a street you put him on. Right. I mean, there was no hope over there. <laughs> I mean, he, the, the houses were, t- his house was torn down. It was an empty lot at that point. Mm. But the only houses left on the street would be like every fourth house or fifth house was inhabitable and had like right. people in it. How did you find out the address? Um just from internet search but when i went to detroit i hit all like a bunch of music spots i wanted to go to like what else motown jack white's boyhood home <laughs> M&M's boyhood home 
um <laughs> i was just I, there were uh, other stuff was just like you know i was interested in like madonna sure techno music was invented there glenn fry from the eagles i know you everybody hates the eagles wow like there's just a lot of Detroit. wait so you went to like glenn fry's childhood home no, is that what you're I saying to, i was in the area where his high school was like i i just did a <laughs> bunch of blanket research and, and went like i got one day let me see how much of the stuff i could see right right, right right yeah but the coolest the coolest was uh eminent it was an eight mile and all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wild wow um megan talking to you there's always another un- part of the onion that gets peeled back <laughs> i think it's fascinating and with that, why don't we do another episode of Grift, Grift Gazette. Gazette. Megan, I know that you have been flipping. Yeah, yeah, always. Hey, always flipping. You're always flipping. Yeah. Well, you guessed it on who charted this week. I did. And I thought it sort of as an experiment, like when they tag a shark and just to see where it goes. <laughs> I thought, why don't we pull one of the, some merch out of Earwolf. Right. And repurpose it and give it to Megan. To, to see. To see what she could do with it. I mean, I will absolutely. Normally, you know, I sell stuff on eBay with the buy it now. With this, I'm going to yeah. start an auction because this is unprecedented. This shirt, this variety of shirt, yeah. no one has tried, attempted to sell it on eBay at least in the past 90 days. Wow. I don't know about the entirety of recorded history. So what are we saying? That comedy Bang Bang fans don't get rid of their shirts once they buy them? That might be the case, which might actually make this have more worth. Right. I don't know. Well, if it does, I've got a few more in my closet that I'll give <laughs> to you. Because I did, I did PCAS Blast. That was a festival. PCAS Blast. Yeah, it was like podcast blast. But okay. it, was, it was Scott's festival, Scott Ackerman from Your Wolf. And he had, you know, all the big podcasts on there. Sure. I've got that. i got plenty. i got all kinds of earwolf stuff so let's keep an eye on that everything's copy everything's merch everything's flippable i mean yeah those rick and morty shirts i took from adult swim how those sold all of them between 30 and 40 dollars each how many shirts i I mean well they only had four larges left Hmm. so if the bang bang doesn't sell yeah i'm gonna go straight to ackerman and get in his face and go listen man (laughs) Harmon's shirts are selling let's go He's got a podcast. You got a podcast. Let's go. Let's make some fucking money. Let's dance. That's a, that's the whole reason why I got into comedy is to be able to acquire merch from more successful comedians and then sell them for nominal amounts of money on eBay if, to yeah. pay my student loan debt, which never goes down. Wow. But I mean, like we said, you're forced into that practicality and that necessity. Listen. By your environment. I'm not living in Harmontown. I'm living in the real world. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wanted to billboard something. In this week's Kiss My Grips, we are going to be talking about a grift twist. That's right, the wrestling art that I had brought over. Uh-huh. How could uh, I forget? There is a big twist in that storyline. You've been dancing this carrot in front of me for at least a week now. We got to save it for Kiss My Grips, but it, it involves another podcast. It involves <laughs> reveals. I mean, all kinds of fun stuff. You had me at another podcast. Yeah. You know how I feel about pod. I feel the more the merrier. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Let's get it. 
I wish I wish Rodzilla had a podcast. I okay. wish everybody had a podcast. And then what? So we could cross promote. <laughs> <laughs> what would Rodzilla talk about on his podcast? Um, probably hatred for women and minorities. Oh, I guess. Oh boy, it's that bad. Wow. Oh yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I started. I started thinking about a scam songs Spotify playlist. Even though I don't like Spotify. Like what kind? What are songs about scams? Like uh, okay, there's the Clash has a song called "The Card Cheat." About okay. A guy cheating in a card game. All right. That's on London Calling. <laughs> uh, you know Larue, but you know that Bulletproof song. Uh-uh. Um. Anyway, she's just like synth chick Larue. Okay. She has a song called "Tropical Chancer" about like. Uh, <laughs> Like a uh, a guy she was involved with that was just like, you know. A ne'er-do-well? Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought that'd be a fun thing to put together for the fans. Are there any other songs you pop into your head? That are about... Scams. Scams, grifting, flim-flam. Uh, Con men, grifting, scams. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough it one is to tough. put on the spot. It is tough. But I would say to the listeners, if you think any of those, let us know. Please. Email us at grifthorsepod at gmail.com. Yeah, and we're excited because we're now launched officially, so uh, we'd love to be getting your questions to get that whole thing going. Mm-hmm. Let's create a dialogue. About. That's the whole reason why we're doing this. You yeah. Know? It's, not, it's, it's not enough to grift in a vacuum, all right? Yeah, no. Yeah. You yeah. want you want that personal I mean, think experience. about it. Like, if there was an ap- apocalyptic event and you survived it. Yeah. A lot of the fun of your life is gone, right? Like, yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look at all this merch, and nobody's alive to sell it to. <laughs> Sleeping under a pile of Rick and Morty shirts. Yeah. Sobbing. Well, I mean, like, even like, what do kleptomaniacs do? Like, like in those. I mean, there's a lot of neuroses that would be exasperated by the fact that you just. You don't have to buy anything anymore. Right. Wow. Damn. Interesting. That is interesting to think about, Howard. Uh, well, maybe something will come. Maybe a meteor will hit. We'll find out. <laughs> It'll be a great <laughs> podcast for us. You you would be my first. If I said, who's been the first person that figures out how to grift the aliens? It would, <laughs> it, it would be you. Do you hear what Megan did? She walked right up to the spaceship. She said, hey, my man, you're down here. You guys need fuel. Right. I know, I know a guy. I'll, I'll talk to you. <laughs> I'll talk to him for you. Or you could just, I mean, start taking parts off the spaceship. Bring yeah. it to, you know, you know how like... Um, Sell it back to him. Well, I was going to like a metal, metal, metal collector people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you bulk know. scrap. Yeah. 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 Sell it to scrap now. So like you bring them uh, my old stove, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some old UFO parts. UFO parts. And they probably have, like, crystals and shit in there, right? To power it? Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. You steal the crystal? Steal the crystal, flip the cr- sell it to Moon Juice. Well, that sounds like uh, Avengers, uh, the one I tried to watch, Avengers 2018. They should just put the year on them. <laughs> Here's a story, Megan. This sounds like it's relevant to our listenership. Okay. It says, here's how to file your $125 Equifax claim. 
Dude, yeah, if you're filing for that free credit monitoring, you are a fucking moron. That's what happened. That's what. Take what, the money and run, baby. Yeah, because they said you could have the money or you could have a year worth of free credit monitoring. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. What kind of asshole is paying for credit monitoring in the first place? Yeah, that's a good question. If people want to steal your identity, people are going to steal your identity. That's it. They stole mine. They did? Somebody stole my identity and started claiming... Um, disability benefits with it really and the fun thing that if anyone ever does that seems like no one cares well i mean i called like multiple governmental agencies trying to get get to the bottom of it and like have them stop right but people seem pretty apathetic about it because they're government employees i guess but what the thing that sucked the most about it is that by claiming these disability benefits in my name they're actually making more from the government than I make as a human being being myself. So it's more profitable to, to be, pretend to be Megan Keister than to actually be Megan Keister. They're clearing like $400 a week. I don't make that. Did you ask them for a cut? You're like, <laughs> I could see you this is fine with me. Just Actually, I mean, if I could track them down, yeah. I mean, that would be preferable. Everybody would win in that scenario since nobody seems to fucking care that they're doing this. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, disabled Megan is worth more than regular Megan. But then able-bodied Megan, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Damaged goods, man. That's who's making the money. <laughs> so I get, you know, anyone listening who doesn't have a moral compass and wants to, you know, destroy someone's life for a while, it was a real pain in the ass dealing with this. You know, just pretend to be, if you get a, run across a social security number, claim disability benefits. They'll wow. just let you continue to do it. Yeah, that's, that's even after the person complains. It's an interesting thing that a lot of this stuff just perpetuates because there is nobody in place to care, mm-hmm. or nobody cares. Yeah. Well, that, you you would think you know I don't know a governmental employee would have a vested interest in protecting the funds of their employer. But I think that they're just overwhelmed. You know, it's like the post right. office; they just see the same thing every day. They're just right. buried in it. There was an Equifax breach, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can file a claim. To see if you're one of the people that was affected by it. Now, I'll tell you right now, I tapped on it, and I forget what they said. They said that maybe they couldn't verify it from the information they had, and I would have to mail them something else. Okay. So that got me off the trail. What about you? Uh, I instantly, I mean, I was I was filing it yesterday. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By yesterday, I mean the day before it was officially launched. I got emails from the FTC about it before the page had even launched i mean I, would, I was ready i would be disappointed if you told me anything less i was primed she, the pump was primed any class action lawsuit i might even potentially at all be affected you're goddamn right i'm filing a claim even if you get like three years later you get a check for six dollars worth and 20, it yeah worth it my time is fucking worthless as we've already outlined again and again I want to say, too, that over the week since we started this, that mantra keeps popping back into my head where you say, my time is worthless. Yeah. And I start, because I, I realize there's money I'm leaving on the table, and then I go, why did I leave that on the table? The best is when you get a settlement that you didn't even know existed yeah. in the first. So, for yeah. example, when I was in high school, I worked at Denny's for uh, one day, one shift. Walked out the door, never came back, what never was the, called. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? The one straw. Uh, <laughs> the one I, I mean, I think it was like probably a series of very small straws 
you know like you didn't feel like you belong there from the second you got there correct i knew that i, that I was completely out of my element this was very difficult i mean it was the gilroy denny's <sighs> the clientele were not they're they're unforgiving yeah, i felt those unforgiven are, those are all people from those towns we were talking about yes they're coming to denny's off the highway they're right? coming to the, yeah it's actually right off the 101 it's right off the interstate Whoa. yeah uh so i did one shift i don't even know how many hours trail not even like actually waitressing myself trailing someone else mm-hmm. i found it so unpleasant yeah. walked out never came back years later I just get a check in the mail because I guess Denny somehow fucked their employees about something. I don't know what. I get $100 ah. just for working at Denny's one day. Ah, that's great. There you go. That's the most successful Denny ship that ever happened. <laughs> uh, you walked out with a hundo and didn't do a thing. Absolutely nothing. I did that with college. I left uh, the first day. Did I, you do the college grift where you take the you leave the first day and then you get the college to give you the money for your tuition and don't tell your parents oh i wish i wish it okay was, it was nothing that big time oh, i see i was already like i went through i did regular college first year regular college second year then i just went to acting school okay then i moved to austin you know yeah and when things were slow i'd be like what am i doing i should have got my college degree right so i enrolled in Austin Community College because it was all transferable to University of Texas. Mm-hmm. So I went in the first day and they said, um, not going to give you any class time today or any assignments. Read these two chapters. We'll come in and talk to them on Tuesday. Okay. So he goes, that's it. And everybody walked out and then I went out into the hall and I looked at the book and I, I go, oh God, I have to, I have to read these two I have to read these by <laughs> by Tuesday. By Tuesday? And then I just d- walked directly to the bursars and just <laughs> got the hell out of there. <laughs> so it was really a grift on me. I mean, I lost money out of it. Right. Okay. Oh, you couldn't get your money back? No, but I felt like I didn't throw more good money after bad. That's true. So you didn't finish your college education is what you're saying? That's why I'm here at Grift Horse. Well, that, but I'm saying yeah. you could be here at Grift Horse. Like me, I'm also at Grift Horse and still fucking throwing money in this pit for a worthless degree that no one gives a fuck that you have other than the college loan people. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. actually, you win. I did at win. At the end, the end of the day. At the end of the day. I've been paying off the same $10,000 for 10,000 years. But do, do you know what it was specifically for, or was that was it for your whole four years of school? Well, that I mean, I, I got student loans for yeah, pretty much all because my parents didn't give me anything. Wow. They didn't pay for any of my college education at all. Was that uh, didn't even try to? Didn't even offer. Was that known to you growing up, like college is up to you kind of a thing? No, that was not imparted to me so when wh- I was growing up. Was it like, oh, you're going to go to college when you go to, or was it just nobody talked about it? Nobody really talked about it. People were pretty apathetic about whether or not I did it. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I was I was like, you know. You were primed to go to college as yeah, a young person? It was, it was so accepted that I was going to go to college that I didn't want to go. You know what I mean? Right, right, I right. didn't look at it as like, wow, I get to go to college. I looked at it as like, what am I going to do there? You know? What did you, What were you going to major in? Right. No, but what did you major in? Or did you not even choose a major? I just, I was like, you know, undeclared. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> undeclared and then went to acting school okay i mean i only picked schools based on location i was like well, i don't get it like i don't want to do anything here i go i guess i just well if i gotta go i'll go in greenwich village sure so i i went to uh nyu but i only did a semester there okay I, I withdrew. Like, <laughs> as soon as I found out it was harder than high school, I withdrew. <laughs> Makes I, sense. So, I mean, in a way, I'm, I was looking a gift horse in the mouth. I didn't really appreciate what I was getting for free. So your parents were paying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, if your parents were paying, then I guess. So, but... You would have won, ultimately. Yeah. But, I, I mean, it would have been nice to... I don't know, like, for regular people... Like, to be able to look at college, it's like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be good at it, and it's mm-hmm. going to get me where I'm going. Like, I don't know. I just, I never had... No, you, yeah. I, I never had a 10 minutes of my life where I could think that way. Right. I was just like, what is all this? I was overwhelmed by it. Well, I didn't major in anything practical. It's not like I was going to be an engineer or anything. What, what did you major in? I majored in sociology. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Completely fucking pointless. And you know, if you were growing up today, it would probably be an advantage that they didn't send you to school. It just seems like it's a lot more known now, or it's a lot more of a fact now that the degree isn't gonna is fucking worthless. Yeah, or is it gonna buy you too much? Yeah. Yeah. Unless again, you're doing something practical. Right. Like uh, programming the AI bots that are gonna destroy everyone who doesn't have a college education's job. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the one way you can make money I don't with know. a college degree. I mean, well, I'm I'm hoping that they at least design some comfortable ways for them to kill us. <laughs> yeah, there might be like a gas or like a you know, injection, they, they call it like empathetic AI mm-hmm. or something, empathetic empathetic death bots. Where they just sort of like they figure out the one sort of button on the body to just press to make you just collapse yeah, as collapse. quickly as possible. Or they, you know, they show you some good music and then you just kind of fade out to get that. They give you a <laughs> sleeping pill or something. <laughs> hey, our death bots give Ambien. Ooh, I want that one. Hello. Well, we always uh, get to the bottom of the grift. I think we did that again today. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just? I think so. I feel like we figured a lot of shit out. Um, the fact that rice cakes come from Poland is a big revelation to me. These rice cakes specifically. Yeah, the 99 cent only. What's the brand? Forelli is mean, the brand name. Okay, first that's off. That's Italian. That's Italian. What are we doing in Poland? You know what I mean? And rice cakes to me, I always thought they were Asian. Is that wrong? I don't know what the origin of rice cakes are, okay. to be honest. Okay. But there are rice cakey type of things in like Japanese food right so yeah that's probably why i associate it so yeah that, so that could be uh so you're saying that this polish company is appropriating japanese shit yeah rice and then selling it to glenn bernie what's md stand for maryland maryland so they make them in poland and then, send them to maryland yeah and then maryland sends them to the 99 cent only on sunset <laughs> across from yummy.com that's a lot of shipping. That's a lot of trucks. So, that's a lot of containers. I'm, I'm assuming they ship it by boat from yeah, Poland. They have to. Imagine the state of that boat. What, the cargo ship? It's probably foul is what I'm saying. Oh, gotta be, yeah. Because this is... Yeah. I mean, and the quality of the rice cakes. They probably, Frankly, mediocre at best. Let's be like honest. Eastern European stowaways in the container eating the rice cakes. <laughs> 
<laughs> was there a bite taken out of one? <laughs> I'm just if you had to subsist on these rice cakes alone, I'm looking at the nutrition facts right now. I'm seeing a lot of zeros. All right. No vitamin D, no calcium, no iron, no potassium, no sodium, no cholesterol, no fat even. Well, what are rice how do they how do they sustain human life? They can't. You can't. You couldn't. I'm saying if you were a stowaway having to eat these, oh, okay, you right. would probably die in transit. You'd get scurvy. Because there's no nutrients in these. Yeah. I mean, there's four grams of carbohydrates, BFD. We go, how did you survive on those? Uh, the, the plastic. There, was, <laughs> there were vitamins in the plastic. <laughs> I was talking to the guys. I got new windows installed in my place yesterday. Oh, yeah. I said to the guy, I "Go, where's your company?" You know, because like they got to drive to the, you know, they got to drive from the company to right, the building to your apartment. He goes, "It's in San Marino." I go, "Where's that?" He goes, it was, "He pointed east." He says, mm-hmm. "Like two and a half hours that way." Excuse me. Yeah. He drove two and a half hours to install your fucking window. Well, he's got to wake up in the morning, drive to the factory, right? Then from the fact or from his job, then from there they go two and a half hours. Then they worked at my place all day, eight hours. <laughs> then God. he's got to drive home two and a half hours. I, so I said to him, I go, when do you go to sleep? He goes, as soon as I get home. What a miserable existence. Yeah, then I go, when he was leaving, I was like, yeah, have a good trip back. He's like, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because I had to be back at my place eight in the morning. Oh, it took two days to do it, is what you're saying? Yeah, like he has to finish up today. Yeah. So, yeah, last, you know, last night at five, he's already driven five hours (laughs) since then, and he's back at the place putting the stuff in. God damn, man. That's dark. Yeah. And we're sitting on our asses talking about how to flip (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. I mean, you know, you can make quite a bit of money off those t-shirts. That's what, you know, this, this, with the flipping on the eBay, I have a lot of friends who drive Postmates, Scrubhub, things like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, just fucking don't drive around delivering sushi to some cunt. Right. Fucking flip a Rick and Morty shirt, dude. You're making as much money as you would toiling for these fucking robber barons. And you get to stay home. And you get to stay. Yeah, exactly. I've told you, the post office comes to me. I sell the thing, get him to pick it up on my doorstep. Boom. I'm not even, I don't even leave my house most days. I don't go outside. That's perfect. That's why I'm very vitamin D deficient. Oh, well, we got to get you out in that backyard, get you some sun. (laughs) I have. Can you get from that back patio? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I could bring the laptop out there. Yeah. Well, I'm with you. I mean, just if I had a. If I had even to do one drive on Uber, I'd probably get out and start banging my head against the roof of the car. It sounds like an absolute fucking nightmare. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't wait tables. I mean, I technically could do it, but I didn't enjoy it. How long did you do it? I waited tables for on and off for probably like four years, five, four years or something. Damn. I had 25 jobs before show business. <laughs> I went on uh, Brooks Whelan's podcast. Have you ever done that one where mm. you talk about what you did before comedy? Yeah. And he said, I, I broke the record for for having like the most jobs because so many of them were like your deal where it was just one day. One day and then yeah. you bounce. Yeah. What kind of flair did you have at TGI Fridays? I was so anti-flair. My thing was like whatever one free button they would give me and then yeah. I, I refused. And there were so many shift meetings where you're standing back there <laughs> by the freezer in the storeroom. And some kid's getting complimented for his flair. Yeah. 
and just like it's not happening in a way that's designed to make you feel bad for yeah. your lack of enthusiasm yeah. for flair yeah but where are they now where are all those people probably have houses probably doing great well megan i enjoyed speaking with you once again yes I felt like this was a comfortable episode. We're just kind of settling in. Really? Now we're just like two grifters, you know, meeting out in the prison yard. Talking talk shop. shop. Yep. Talking shop, doing some, uh, what do they do? Push-ups. Yeah, push-ups. What do they do in the yard? I would, I would Smoking cigs. Smoke a cig, do some push-ups, plot against the other, you know, gangs in there. Yeah, or the guards. Maybe like, yeah. Then you got to run your business on the outside, which, which is what you would be doing. Yeah, I'd have one of those cell phones you're not supposed to have. I'll remind people that they can find you online, on social media, at Born Feral. Absolutely. And you can find me at Howard Kremer on Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter. Please send all your questions over to... GriftHorsePod at gmail.com. And we can't wait to get involved with you. Make sure you check out Kiss My Griffs over there on Patreon, and uh, that's actually where you could find this wrestling story. Uh, that, <laughs> that you're about to tell. That I'm about to tell. That I can't wait to hear. I can't wait I'll to tell you. I'll tell you, I, I'll give you $2 to tell me this story. Are you? That's huge. Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you, did you guys just hear that? This is a woman who called me out publicly for... Uh, what, bumming too many cigarettes? Eight cigarettes. Yeah. I'm going to pay forward, you know. That's true. All right, I'll do that. All right, well, uh, I had such a great time with you. Remember to check out Kiss My Grips on Patreon, and we'll see you right here next week on, on Grift Horse. Horse.